Welcome to another episode of the Proverbs for Professionals podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Adam Peek, uh, where every week or sometimes every other week, <laughs> we go through a chapter of Proverbs and take a look at it uh, for us in the, uh, the business community, the business world. Uh, last week, I uh, was actually in an all-day, um, uh, what was it? like a, a training, I guess, a conference room, uh, preparing for a TEDx Salt Lake City talk that I get to give, which was really exciting. And I got so wrapped up in that training, which was incredible, that I forgot to put out the podcast. So apologies. I'm sure we'll hit Proverbs 22 at some point in time. Um, so Proverbs 29 is a timely, timely, timely chapter in Proverbs. And I'm, I, I try to focus in as much as I can on applications for us in the business world. And certainly we see uh, things like verse 18 repeated where it says, where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint. And this has come up before in the book of Proverbs, if you listen to this, but the importance of having clarity and vision and unity in the direction that you're going in, in a, in a corporate setting, on a team, on a project, whatever it is, is incredibly important. Um, and I'm, I'm sure that there are other applications that we can go through for the business people, um, but I can't, I can't do that today. And the reason that I can't really do that today is because I just could not ignore uh, a lot of the verses and and speak to, and I believe that the Bible does speak to, current issues and things that are uh, facing our country today. And so I want to talk about those. And, and, and I'm going to make a recommendation at the end. So verses 4, 7, 8, 9, 10, and 13 is where I'm going to be hanging out. And as I read these verses, I think you're going to feel the tension that is a good tension to feel uh, as, as you're trying to navigate a lot of the things that are happening in our world today. Um, when it comes to social issues and, and civil unrest and protests and riots and things of that nature. Um, also, I found out last night, uh, the world found out last night um, about the, the passing of Chadwick, uh, Chadwick Boseman to cancer. Um, and uh, that hit me and just uh, that it hit me, it hit me in, in, in a way last night. Um, so uh, prayers for his family and for his close friends. It sounds like he was battling with cancer for four years. All right, let's get into this. Uh, verse four, by justice, a king builds up the land, but he who exacts gifts tears it down. Verse seven, a righteous man knows the rights of the poor. A wicked man does not understand such knowledge. Verse eight, scoffers set a city aflame, but the wise turn away wrath. Verse nine, if a wise man has an argument with a fool, 
The fool only rages and laughs. There is no quiet. Uh, Verse 10, bloodthirsty men hate one who is blameless and seek the life of the upright. And then finally, verse 13, the poor man and the oppressor meet together. The Lord gives light to the eyes of both. I think that it is, it's a good thing to walk in the tension of how does a Christian, a follower of Jesus from the Bible, how do we respond in, in these kinds of times? And I know I have probably typed up 10 to 12 Facebook posts that I then deleted. Because the, the, the honest answer is, there are times that I just don't know. And then, and then, and then I, I end up going to the Lord in prayer. Um, I'm very aware of like Dr. King's letter uh, from a Birmingham jail where he talks about the, the greatest threat to the civil rights movement was not the KKK, but it was the moderate white Christian who just didn't do anything. And so don't be paralyzed by the tension. That's not what I'm saying. But I think that it's, it's okay to wrestle with the tension. So on the one hand, the Bible is unequivocally clear that God, that God is a God of justice and that it is good and it is right and it is righteous to fight for justice. Uh, to not fight for justice would be, in fact, wrong. Verse 27 in, in Proverbs 29, an unjust man is an abomination to the righteous, but the one whose way is straight is an abomination to the wicked. Uh, by justice, a king builds up the land, and he who exacts gifts or unjust gain tears it down. Uh, I've talked about this before. Jesus says that justice is a weighty matter of the law, along with love and mercy. So this is, this is good. It's good for you to fight and stand up for justice. A righteous man knows the rights of the poor. So understanding and empathizing with, with the poor in this case, or with the widow, or with the orphan, or in the case of just the modern day context, uh, pleading the cause of uh, uh, underrepresented groups in our country, minorities and um, either ethnically or socioeconomically, whatever, whatever that children, uh, the rights of the unborn, these are, these are good things. These are good godly things. And we should, we should fight for that. And it says a wicked man does not understand this knowledge. All right. So we should, we should protest. We should fight. This is, this is a good thing for us to do. And then I see scoffers set a city aflame, but the wise turn away wrath. So then I think, well, what is happening? And, and even you have things like the, the head of the Oregon NAACP coming out uh, to what's happening in Portland. And you have the family, the families of, of these victims saying like, will you stop burning things to the ground. 
I think it was, I don't remember the exact quote from the, from the leader of the NAACP in the Pacific Northwest, but he said, stop hijacking our cause. Like calling black police officers the N-word is not helpful to our cause. And so for the Christian, we should also be, be discerning and be willing and, and be able to say, hey, this, this violence is not okay either. And there's a tendency to, because of the polarization of our country, and, and it's almost like you have to pick the right side or you have to pick the left side. And then when you read the Bible, listen, this is, this is just a true statement. Uh, my wife and I have been every morning during the pandemic have been in the word. We have read and we have scoured a lot of pages of this book. Um, there's many of you, or if you haven't done it, I highly recommend read the Bible in a year. Uh, you get a really big overview of it. And, and when you do that, you'll realize it's not right or left. It's up. I mean, we keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. Our vice president gave a speech at the RNC and he said, keep your eyes fixed on old glory. That is idolatry. We do not keep our eyes fixed on the American flag. It's not wrong to be patriotic. It's not wrong to obey the government, but it is wrong to replace Christ with the American flag. I keep my eyes fixed on Jesus. And because of that, there should be a tension with how we walk. There should be, we should be holding these things. We should be underlying the verses that challenge our worldview. And so saying scoffers set a city of flame, that's wrong. We should not be burning things to the ground. Um, and then furthermore, a wise man has an argument with a fool. How many of us are getting into foolish arguments with people in a space where only 7% of our available human communication is allotted to us, which would be social media. How many of us are doing this on a daily basis, getting into arguments, foolish arguments, that's only, it's only causing rage and laughter. Christians, we have to rise above this. We have to. Not for the sake of our country, that is secondary, for the sake of the kingdom of God, we have to rise above the fray. We have to be willing to speak truth to corrupt power and to bring about the righteousness and justice of God to people who are in power. It is okay when we see corrupt law enforcement and corrupt politicians to say this is not okay and it's okay and it is right and it is good to protest and to speak truth to that. And then when those protests get out of hand, it's also okay for us to say not over here. But listen, you can't say to the protesters, not over here, if you were not willing to speak truth to the reasons for the protest. This is the tension that the Christians get to live in. And then we get down here, and this is the hardest thing. Verse 13, the poor man and the oppressor meet together. The Lord gives light to the eyes of both. When you look at the story of Saul, in the New Testament is where this comes together so powerfully. And even as Paul is walking through his life, there's a story in the book of Acts where they're in prison and uh, it's, it's Paul and I think it's Silas and they're in prison. 
and an, an angel appears and an earthquake shakes and the jailer, the, the, uh, the oppressive Roman government is going to kill himself because he knows what will happen if they escape. And Paul says, it is for your sake and your family's sake that we stayed. When you look at the story of Saul and what he did, he was murdering Christians, murdering them. And God had grace on him. The gospel of Jesus is really offensive. Because there is a part of me, if I'm being really honest, who only wants to side with the orphan and the widow and the poor because I know that God is there. And the most offensive thing for me and one of the hardest things for me is that God is also loving the oppressor. God loves people. God loves all of the people. God loves the police officer who put his, put his knee on George Floyd's neck as much as he loves George Floyd. And that is hard. It's hard for me. Maybe it's not hard for somebody. It's really hard for me. And this is, this is the, the, the tension that I'm, I, I'm trying to walk in. And in a, in a world that is so divided, in an America that is so divided, it is the opportunity for us in the church to do both. To walk in the tension There is a tremendous organization, this is a recommendation I said at the beginning, called the AND Campaign. So A-N-D, the AND Campaign. They came out with a book called Compassion and Conviction. Uh, They have a a pledge that you can go online and you can read up on and you can sign um, about prayer and action. Um, They have helped me tremendously understand how do I walk in this tension? What does this look like? They've got great resources. I highly recommend the book is great. They have podcasts. They put out uh, articles and blogs. Um, Michael Ware and Justin Gibney. Um, they did uh, uh, Dr. Esau uh, Macaulay, I think is his last name, uh, wrote an article in Christianity Today recently. He's, a, he's part of the End Campaign as well. So uh, highly recommend if you're looking for a tangible way to wrestle with this. That's been really helpful for me. I hope this podcast uh, has been a blessing to you as well. Um, I, I know I really try to keep this mostly to talks about uh, just business and how we carry ourselves, but I, I couldn't overlook this given everything that we have going on. So uh, I hope that you will uh, join me next week. I believe it is Labor Day weekend. Um, and we'll attack another chapter of Proverbs. Until then, this has been the Proverbs for Professionals podcast. Talk to you later.